You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Hey everyone, welcome to Empower Me with Aerie podcast. I am super excited about our our session today. It is going to be absolutely amazing. We're going to be talking about what are you thinking? Thoughts and behavior connections. And also we're going to talk a bit about whole body, about whole health, spirit, soul, and body. What you think matters. There is a connection between how or what we think and our behaviors. Mental health has unfortunately been overlooked and stigmatized within our society today, and we must pay attention to our mental health. Just as we tend to, you know, our physical health, you know, we'll go and get a an annual every year. We will do the, you know, the, the checkup, the dental checkup twice a year. But I think it's especially important for us to start going to see mental health therapists at least annually, especially if we have dealt with traumatic situ- situations. You know, they definitely need to be addressed appropriately, which includes the mental, any mental health distress that came from them. You guys, today we have a dynamic guest who is, oh my gosh, she does so much. She is a marriage and family therapist, speaker, author, actor, ex-pro player, and much more. I am extremely blessed to have him on the show today. King J. Barnett, welcome to the show, sir. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you and where are you from? All right. So, uh, King J. Barnett, um, I am a author of uh, three books, uh, Letters for Young Queen, Hello King, Finding Our Lost Kings and Queens. Also, um, an actor as well. I have a film coming out um, this fall. Um Yes, uh, keep on loving. So we, we're excited about that production. Actually, to go to Netflix, and um, ex uh, former pro athlete, uh, thirteen years ago, uh, was in the NFL, and then uh, did that for a little while. And um, let's see now. Yeah, now I'm a, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's been a unique journey. Yeah. So uh, I just relocated. Um, to Dallas, Texas, and okay. so uh, I actually work at a practice out here in Frisco, and then also I have an online counseling service as well. Oh, oh my goodness, that is absolutely amazing, and I will say that I, uh, you know, started the Letters to a Young Queen book, and you guys, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, you guys have to grab it. You really, really, really do, and I love the theme of what you do. It's like royalty, identity, and you, of course, um, I'm excited about it because that's what I do as well. So when I seen it, I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, kings and queens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. absolutely amazing. Yes. Yeah, so let's just jump right in. Did you always see yourself in this industry with mental health? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> so okay. uh, in my, in my, in my world, you know, I, I wanted to still be playing football and uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, remain close to sports. Um, after football, I uh, began um, working with pro athletes. And so I created my own business, uh, Beast Mode Incorporated. And so we work with NFL, college, high school, work with male and female athletes. And at the time, I was working with a lot of the sports, not just uh, um, common sports that we know of, basketball and football. Um, but I was working with hockey players. I was working, okay. with, working with tennis. And so I grew my business um, after five years. And so then we started adding a mentoring component to mm. uh, our training with the kids. And so, you know, we had over 100 athletes in our program. And so um, 
some years after doing that, uh, I just really saw a need for the kids to really have a deeper, uh, in-depth um, uh, impartation um, mentally. Because we had a lot of kids that would go to college, but they were not staying. So, mm-hmm. uh, And I was disappointed in that. Um, okay. and, and not to say that that was an, uh, an indictment to my program. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that the kids needed to be uh, equipped m- mentally as well as they were mm-hmm. physically. You know? So, so I... Our training regiment was very vigorous and it was very intense. And I mean, that's what I was known for in Houston for many years. And when I transitioned over to mentoring the kids, um, I just felt pull there and I slowly began Mm. to break my business down and kind of give it off to some other guys. And then I fully fully transitioned into mentoring writing books and um, I started with programs in schools in uh, KIPP Academy and Yes Prep and then from there just kind of took off and, and I started writing books and mm-hmm. uh, gaining some national attention and um, and realized that uh, a lot of the mentoring that we were doing were emotional recovery programs where we were working with kids that experienced a lot of traumatic experiences mm-hmm. but not really knowing that I was technically doing therapy in a sense mm-hmm. and so and um and kind of like my own journey, uh, I believe in therapy. Um, started uh, late um, in my in my late twenties. I'm going to therapy, and so I've always been an advocate for it. And uh, so God spoke to me. Um, I went back and got my masters, and uh, here I am. Wow, 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 wow! You know um, that industry. I think a lot more. Uh, mental health therapists need to be in the professional sports industry. You, you oh, don't yeah. you don't necessarily hear that a lot. I think that is a huge market for people that um, unfortunately that is overlooked because if there's that mental health um, therapy treatment that's also implemented with all the other physical treatment that they're given, I think after they leave football or after they leave whatever professional sport, it will be an easier transition and then we wouldn't see some of the stuff that we see today. So that's, that's yeah. wow. That is a wide range of things that you were involved in. That's absolutely amazing. And yeah. so was there a certain event that happened? I, I heard you say that, um, you know, you were a firm believer in, in therapy. Was there a certain event that happened that kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to um, really bore the uh, the listeners. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, uh, but, but, but my story, if you follow me on social media, um, you know, um, I, I've, I've been very transparent with my struggles with depression mm-hmm. um, ever since I was a teenager. You know, I'm the son of a, of a pastor. And so... Uh, my parents um, divorcing at 13 really, mm. uh, really derailed me as a teen up into my uh, young adult years. And so for me, uh, football was my outlet. Mm. And um, to to backtrack a little bit. So as most kids, right, I started with um, self-harm. So I started cutting on myself when I was a, a teen. And so it kind of transitioned in that anyone who knows about self-harm is that you, you basically it's 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 um it's a very um it's almost like you you you, you inflict pain because you're in pain mm. and so it's this whole you know thing and you, you're sort of you know kind of kind of really you know uh, uh, really pressing and uh, numbing the, the feelings okay. inside by expressing you know yourself outwardly and so mm. just kind of give a little context to that and so yeah. For me, that 
that kind of was my the culprit of of just kind of how I kind of battled with that. Okay. And um, when the NFL didn't work out for me, I attempted suicide uh, after this, and um, and and it was a cutting incident. And so mm-hmm. and then fast forward, you know, I continued to battle. And I had another suicide attempt, with, uh, which was a drug overdose. And so, okay. um, I was, by the grace of God, I, I yes. survived. And so, after that, I realized that I needed therapy mm-hmm. uh, because I, I did, you know, I did want to live. But for me, I, I wanted to really discover what 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 was my purpose. Mm. You know, for, um, so good. You know, um, for just living because. For many of us as athletes, man, you know, we all, all we know is what we are doing yeah. in sport. Yeah. And so my um, mm. objective, my mission and my drive now is to help not only just athletes, but to help, you know, young people in general so to identify themselves beyond what they do, you know, because what you do is not who you are. Come so, on. Um, yeah. But it, it took me going down that path to really mm-hmm. understand that. So that kind of it's my story of how I got involved in into therapy um, because I had a, uh, I had two therapists. I had a uh, white therapist mm-hmm. and I had a black therapist who was sort of like a spiritual counselor. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I, I really like the, the more practical therapist because, you know, I, I know church, you know, I've been in it and I'm, you know, been um, PK all my life. So mm-hmm. um, I understood the spiritual uh, context of it, but I wanted to know what could I do practically mm. you know, to um, apply it in my life. And right. So, and that's what really made me want to pursue the field because, again, you don't see a lot of black male therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, too, that's not a lot of people who can really take uh, their experiences um, and really reframe it and, mm. and conceptualize it in a way to allow others to see themselves through it. Mm. And so, that was important to me. And so, and that's what I'm able to do now with people from all walks of life. And um, because my clients are Asians, black, Indians, like wow. from all races. And so, yes. so, wow, 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 wow. Listen, there's definitely purpose for your life. I'm, I'm trying to tell you what the enemy meant for bad God has definitely turned it around for your good. I mean, you are a living absolutely. witness of this. Yes, it's absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, just just a, a bit, I just kind of want to piggyback on that as well. Uh, myself as well, I believe it's absolutely um, imperative to have help, you know, um, with you, to be able to talk to somebody that you feel comfortable talking to, talking with them about personal issues. Uh, I dealt with sexual abuse at a young kid, four or five years old. And because of that, uh, had a lot of fear. And that, you know, translated, that pretty much was carried into relationships, rejection, all sorts of stuff. And uh, because I didn't deal with it for, you know, over 20 years, it was, it took everything. It took, it took the yeah. therapy, it took the prayer, it took God himself. <laughs> so yeah, it takes Yes, it does. It's a process. And, and I, I, at that point, I looked around and none of my family had gone to therapy at that time. You know, it was kind of, you know, kind of frowned upon like, you know, something wrong with you or whatever. But people, I really want people to understand it with myself now being going through the journey of getting my master's as well to be a licensed um, professional counselor. I want everybody to understand that it's okay to get help. And this is just a part of the process to make us whole, you know, that spirit, soul and body. And so, 
I'm just a living witness to just be in agreement with you. Like this is definitely what we need today, especially today with everything that is going on. And you kind of answered, you know, just the importance of, of mental health. And I want, I want to, I do want to ask you this though. Um, I always say, you know, at the end of everything that I, at everything that I do, when I remember, uh, remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine because thoughts are so powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. How important do you, uh, how important is it to be conscious of our thinking? Like, yeah, I, I think it's very, um, I mean, you have to be very conscientious of just kind of like, uh, um, what you're filtering in your mind and mm-hmm. how you're processing information. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the things is that I, I've, I've been telling um, parents um, that we have been working with at our practice and is that to monitor the intake. And I think so mm-hmm. many times we don't realize is the intake, the information that we're taking in really does determine the output of not only our thinking, but it also affects our uh, behavior and mm-hmm. It can manifest, you know what I'm saying, within our actions. And so yes. I think it's so important for us to be very aware mm-hmm. of what you're thinking. And then, too, I think it's healthy to also to really explore your thoughts. You know, if you're feeling, if you, if, for an example, like there's a lot of people who do a lot of emotional reasoning with themselves. So mm-hmm. you feel bad because it's like, well, I told mom no. Um, that I couldn't take her to the store and then you begin to feel bad like well I feel bad because I couldn't take her to the Mm. store but you really did have something and so uh, and in that I think it's it's healthy to explore well why do I feel bad right right for for saying no why do I feel bad for not being able to be there for somebody when Mm -hmm. I just really couldn't and so I think it's important to explore those thoughts and then after you explore those thoughts um, it's, 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 it's just as important to um, assess, okay, what do I do with this thought? Mm. And so I think so many times that people really don't know what to do with what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, they have a very reactionary um, approach rather than a response because mm-hmm. I can think a thing, but then again, what determines the outcome or what I'm thinking is how I respond to the thought. Right. And so, and I think that has to be. Um, develop with the skill set because the majority of individuals are reactionary right mm. something happens you react and so mm-hmm. um it takes a level of be, uh, becoming emotionally intelligent on how do i respond to the thoughts of my emotions because mm-hmm. that's what that's it's, it's, it's not the emotions i mean it's not the thought that's creating the emotion it's the emotion that's creating a thought so mm. you know you feel happy so i feel happy i want to drink you know what I mean? I feel sad, so I want to, you know, uh, 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 I want to, you know, just tear up something. So, it, you know, it's, it's really digging into all of those different components of mm-hmm. how our mind process. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure after this, you're going to have a lot of people signing up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Listen, 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 as, as, as long as they sign it up after next week, we good. I am, I am booked this week. <laughs> listen, we need you. Oh my goodness! So speaking of that, and, and thoughts and, and mindsets, I kind of wanted to to talk about this saying. Um, I believe everybody has heard it. The saying that what goes on in this house stays in this house. Um. <clears throat> And I will say that I've more so heard that 
that way of thinking or mindset with the African-American community. And unfortunately, it has debilitated many today. Um, the fear of people finding out what happened to them, it cripples all too many. And they don't know how to move forward, you know? And, and I think uh, a lot of times, you know, we are more, we're too concerned about our outer appearance and then the inside is all jacked up, which is a very, very dangerous place to be. And so why do you think the uh, African-American community, and I'm sure it's not just the African-American community, but I've noticed it more so within the African-American community, this way of thinking, why do you think that this way of thinking exists within the community and, and where do you believe the root stems from? I think the the root stems from like of, of just um, the lack of truly knowing who we are, mm. um, and not as wow. a people, but just as individuals, right? Because mm. again, if you you talk to most people, the uh, they don't have a self concept of themselves. Their mm. concept are what other people feel and what other people think, and the opinions of others. So they can't really develop a perception of themselves. So it's hard for them to create a standard mm-hmm. and they're, uh, and they have become accustomed to living according to a standard that has been set by someone else. Wow. And so, as you said, I'm more concerned about how the house look on the outside rather than what the house look like on the inside. Mm-hmm. So on the outside, the grass is cut, cut, you know, the yard looks pretty, um, you know, the decor, uh, everything around the house is, is, is up to part. But then again, you walk in and, and you're like, dude, this house is a wreck. There's clothes everywhere. The kitchen yeah. is dirty. Because as you mm-hmm. said, we focus so much on dressing up the outside because mm-hmm. we are so focused on appearance and external that we really don't take the time to really to 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 really go in depth to really um uh to to search within ourselves internally and so everyone puts on this mask Mm. and so everyone has this perception and it's really a perceived you know uh uh reality Mm. that we're trying it's what we want people to perceive that we have it together and secrecy is really um the demise of most black family my goodness because we live in secrecy and then you know we we come to discover that um the uncle had molested uh this niece um the aunt had you know molested this nephew and and the granddaddy was like it's just it's so and so what happened is Mm. it creates such a pattern of dysfunction Mm. that anything functional Mm. things very abnormal to us My. And so what happened is that we began to, so we began to perpetuate trauma relationships that I'm 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 only attracted to dysfunction and trauma and anything that's healed or whole it seems very you ever heard somebody says well like I've I've heard women who come in the office and say well um, any man that that doesn't argue with me I feel like he doesn't care mm. and so again and I'm kind of from that position that I take well why do you feel that you know he doesn't care if he doesn't argue mm. because of what you do in a relationship so again and then we go back to alright where did you first see this at wow. so that has programmed their mind to think that if there's no uh, 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 chaos, if there's no tension, if there's no drama, then this is not love. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm over here writing notes. <laughs> so, so, and 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 these things create cognitive distortions that mm-hmm. we, we we take on in our lives, and, and as you said, this forms all of these secrets 
um, you know, not only within our families, but then again, we're living with that inner turmoil. Oh my goodness. Listen, sir, uh, King J, uh, we, we, we need what we need. Honestly, we need you to do a whole session on secrecy with, uh, secrecy being the, the, the demise of black families, period. Yeah. That right there is so heavy. It's so heavy and it needs to be unpacked. And I think unpacking that literally will help not only African-American community, but it will help generations succeed and excel beyond what any other previous generation have. Oh my goodness. Like you got me, you got me excited right now. I was like, wait, wait. So woo, let me calm down. Let me calm down. So if you could just uh, give us just like one way of breaking this cycle What's one way that uh, one thing we could do to break this cycle? You kind of discuss some things, but what's what's one thing? I think one one way is is to create a uh, pathway or to create space to have dialogue. That's good. Yeah, that's really and I good. think that that's that's where you start. Um, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I never forget. Um, and 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 if forget again for those who don't know me, if you follow me, like I'm very transparent, so I don't want anyone to think that. Oh, I can't believe you said that, you know, um, but uh, my mom, so I never forget, um, it, you know, and, and this is things that I had saw in the spirit realm that, and I felt that, um, that needed to be talked about. And so I went to my mom and I asked her, I was like, you know, what happened between you and your brother? And so, um, she was just kind of like, you know, why, why are you asking me about this? And, you know, cause I just kind of noticed some things, but, mm. and I've always been a very precocious kid. So mm. I just kind of noticed this, like, you know, the relationship with them just wasn't, it, it just wasn't like it was with other brothers. And so, and finally, and, and, and as I'm going through the, the process of uh, school and I said, you know, mom, we were, we were talking about family dynamics and, and we're talking about subsystems and talking about how, you know, family triangulates, meaning that, you know, I can talk to this person, uh, but this person is connected to the person that I don't want to talk to. So mm-hmm. you have all of these different, you know what I'm saying, forms. It's just, it's just dysfunction. And I said, I said, I, 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 I'm just asking because I think it would be freeing to you. Like what happened is so she opened up and she mm-hmm. says, well, you know, he did molest me. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, but here, and here was the, the and here was the part that, that I got upset on and not from her, but I'm like, the, uh, my grandparents never did anything. Mm. So everybody just lived with it and covered it up. But then again, mm-hmm. my mom has this, um, this behavior and she has love her to the moon and back. But I just kind of noticed it because when you're going through the process and, and, and you'll see this as well, like mm-hmm. you'll start seeing stuff and you'll be like, oh snap that makes sense that's why mm. he or she because yeah. you start peeling like because therapy and counseling like when you get to digging in certain theories and models like yeah things started making sense <laughs> right yeah and so and i was just kind of like wow that makes sense mm. and so now when i look at my mom mm-hmm. right she can get very defensive quick mm. but here is where that's connected to when you feel no one has never fended for you and you feel that you have to defend yourself. So again, that makes you very. And so once, once I understood wow. that, it taught me how to deal Ooh. with it. 
Oh my goodness. So that's why, you know, open dialogue is everything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Listen, when you were talking, all I could think about next was how this will help people within their relationships. Because if you understand what somebody's been through, you can have more grace, more compassion. And you're like, okay, they're not crazy. <laughs> they right, they right. just have had, you know, have had some unfortunate things that happened to them in their past. And I know how to work with them. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm just, just tell me where to sign up and we gonna make <laughs> this happen. Okay. <laughs> so, so no, this is, this is really good. Like, like, you know, all jokes aside, this is extremely yeah. It's, it's important that we talk about this stuff. Like, and I'm I'm really getting help from this. This is helping me. I know some things, but listen, I am open to receive whatever. And I know the audience. I know everybody that is tuning in is going to be extremely blessed by this. So thank you for your transparency and just yes, yeah, just giving us this energy and time. Seriously. So I just I want to go to the next thing because we could be on that all night. Seriously, I want to go to the next thing. So my organization is called It's Bigger Than Me. And I um, checked out one of your videos on social media and I heard you mention something. I'm paraphrasing, but I heard you mention something about what we go through is bigger than just uh, about us, but to help someone else. Can you expound on that? Yeah, I think um, so many times, uh, you know, and, and and that is a part of the uh, list of the cognitive distortions that where you over-personalize is where mm. you make everything about you and, and you think, mm. you know, well, this is happening to me because I did this or they're talking about me and just really, mm. just you know, it just want to, you know, uh, alarm people like, <laughs> don't take it personal because, um, a lot of times, uh, if, 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 if you're looking to have a life that has meaning and, mm-hmm. uh, and a life that represents something, you know, greater than you, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you're going to go through things that's not for you. It may feel like it's happening to you, but many times it's what God is wanting to do through you to be that example. Yeah. And again, I, I, I will be honest, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I know that was one of the things that, um, that, uh, when I was going through something a couple of years ago and God spoke to me, he says, don't take this personal. And literally I was just like, like, what do you mean? Don't take this personal because like, I'm the one that's in the, in, in the line of fire. Ooh. But for him, he was like, I don't want you to personalize it because you, you getting through the other side, free someone else. And so on. that uh, again, there has to be, you know, uh, a, a, a sacrificial lamb. And sometimes we are the lamb. And so, um, yeah. and just to, you know, and, and, and that's what I mean about that. Sometimes, um, uh, you know, somebody asks me, like, how do you feel about, you know, your drug overdose? And um, and because we was talking about a, a good friend of mine is a pharmacist. And I said, well, mm-hmm. for me, I don't keep um, pills in my in my house like that. You know, they're vitamins, but I don't keep, you know, uh, prescription pills because I know that, that that's how I did OD. But mm. for her, I was I was saying, but on the other side of that, I am always grateful that God allowed me to come out of that mm. to be um, a model and a representation of not what God can do, but just who God is. Come because on. again, you know, there was a purpose that was attached to the reason why I, I, I came through that. Yes. And so, because I, I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you this story. Um, 
there, there was an individual who dropped off of the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, and this mm. is for people who struggle with depression and suicide. And and I can say uh, this for me now, where I was at that time was in a very dark place that I just really didn't care. But many times, people who are wanting to take their life are not trying to end their life; they're trying to end the pain. Mm. So, so uh, the guy jumps off of the bridge and actually lived. And so uh, when the Coast Guard got to him and uh, they were able to kind of get him settled and they asked him, what was he thinking? Mm. And the guy said, as soon as his hands left the rail, he regretted it. Oh, my gosh. So saying that to say that there's a lot of people who have succeeded that I could almost guarantee Mm. They weren't trying to fully go through with it. So in saying that, mm. God, things, God do allow you to go through things that's bigger than you because yeah. it's, it's really not about you. Yeah. Um, this and, and once I think uh, as, as an individual that you can get to that level of growth to understand that um, your life is not your own and it's not just a, a, a cliche. It's, it's, it's really not. <laughs> because if you if, if you really feel truly called to something purposeful, you, you're, you're going to pay a price for it. It's yeah. going to cost you something, you know? It, it, and so it may cost you friends. It may cost you the job that you thought you wanted. And mm. it may cost you, you know, some 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 sleepless nights, some lonely nights, because purpose is, is, is lonely at times. Because... <laughs> You know, you, you, you have to walk on a road that many people are not on because right. you know it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a sacrifice. It's what you, you don't have to give up. So, mm. so it, it's in, in layman terms, it ain't about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get over it. Don't take it personal. Oh, my don't goodness. It don't take it personal. You, Listen. Yes. I'm telling you, I... I look, God, he had to send somebody to tell me. And that I'm telling you, this is why I named my organization is bigger than me. I was at a, uh, I don't know, a conference or something. And I was just going through so much. And I'm like, God, why? Why pick me? And so the, uh, the minister, he got up, he called me out and he said, the things that you go through and that you're going to go through in life, they're not necessarily about you, but for the people that you're going to help. And I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> and so yeah. it kind of eased the pain a little bit. And then I was like, listen, I'm, I'm naming this as bigger than me because when we have that mentality, we become selfless and not selfish, you know? And right, right. we understand, right. like, I'll take the extra time to help someone else because that is what life is about. And our stories, our testimonies, they're literally to help bring somebody else out of something, like you said. Yeah. They're literally to help somebody yeah. understand if, if God did it for me, guess what? He yeah. can do it for you, too. Yeah. I'm a living witness that you can live through challenging places. You can live through yeah. uncomfortable places. Paul talks about that, and I, and I think Paul talks mm. about that too. That they overcame by the words of their testimony. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't have a testimony, I mean, you think about it, right? Having a testimony is 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 really uh, your uh, credentials. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it gives you credibility. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, because again, I I I I'll be honest with you, I listen mm. to a lot of people. You know who speak and hey, whether they motivational or whatever, and mm-hmm. I, I tell you, like it's it's hard for me 
to really receive from somebody who has not gone through it through it it's just hard because again you know uh it, it's that's the credibility yeah. because what do you have to say can mm. you tell me i don't want to hear you know mm. what you drive and how much money you want to make i want to know what did you do when you were in the storm like i mm. need to know Ooh, what strategy I know. my god yeah what was your strategy you Ooh. know what i'm saying so I, I, yeah, so. oh that know, I, so I love nice. that name like it's big i, I think that's a phenomenal name like i, I love you it. Thank you, glory, (laughs) glory to God. I would have probably named it someone something else, but it is so fitting for for life and for purpose and for what we go through. So I want to transition into, um, you know, we're talking about using our testimonies to help other people. I want people to understand that we can't do life alone. Um, Of course, we'll go through processes by ourselves at times for us to be shaped in our characters, you know, to be cultivated and to really carry out the purpose that God had for us. But when we're going through something, it is okay to get help. You know, in my book that I have called The Loud Secret, I have a chapter on uh, getting help and admitting you need help. It does not mean that you're weak, but it actually is a sign of strength because you see something is off and you see that like something needs to change. That is, that takes a lot of courage to do that. And so it brings me to the next point about how you help so many people, your mentorship programs and your experiences. I know you talked about it a bit earlier. Can you talk about some of the results that you've seen from helping other people? And then can you talk a, a bit about your new, your adventure, kindling innovation necessary for growth? Can you bless us? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, um, it's, it's necessary. I think the man who can ask for help, is the man who will succeed. Mm. And so many times, I think, you know, we often feel that we can carry it and we can make it happen. And, and I can't stand, you know, when people say it, you know, uh, they're self-made. No mm. one is self-made. Mm-hmm. You know, someone was connected to your growth or to your success and to your development and uh, pro- progression in, in some shape or form. And I think it's important, especially, you know, as it pertains to men, preferably black men because many of us uh, are very reluctant to uh, really asking for help being vulnerable mm. and, and, and being able to uh, be emotionally available or just being emotionally present mm. and I think it's important because when you have not had a model and when you have not mm. seen you know what asking for help looks like and then when the definition of what you think asking for help is is very distorted by well if i look like i'm asking for help then i'm this punk or mm. if i look like i need help then you know I, i'm just this dude who can't get it but again really getting help it, it's a reflection that you understand that man i can't do this alone yes. that's why you have support groups and that's why you have you know when you look at alcohol anonymous and when you look at group therapy and all of those things i think those things are necessary because you have to have a tribe people who are on the same path that you are mm-hmm. you may be going different your destinations may be different but you guys are on the path to healing you guys are on the path to recovering you're on the path to restoration and so again that may looks different to everyone but if we're all on the same journey to getting whole then it gives you a greater opportunity to reach your destination where god has planned for you and so it's important i always encourage men 
I have a ton of guys that that hit me up on um, on on Instagram. So I've been able to provide therapy to athletes, actors. I mean, it's just been a blessing because you know, uh, as what we do, the line of work that you and I do, we're, we're secret holders. So people trust us, yeah. and so um, as people trust us, I think it, it's dope to be able to pro- provide a trusted space where someone can be naked, right? Mm-hmm. About their feelings and about their emotions, their fears and insecurities. And there's no judgment. There's no critiquing. There's no keeping score. It's just like, yo, man, this is this is where I'm at. Right. And being able to listen attentively um, and actively and to provide them perspective and insight. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and that's what I enjoy about this whole process. And, uh, and for the past four weeks, I've been doing a free group coaching um, mm. deal online. So we started out with seven people, and now we're up to like almost 35, 40 Oh, people. wow. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing it. God put it on my heart. I was like, he said, uh, my admin was like, you know, we're going to charge X amount of dollars. And I was like, man, God told me to do it free, bro. She was like, and so she was like, <laughs> and I have the best admin. She was like, all right, we're going to do it free. And wow. So, uh, that is amazing. Uh, we've done four weeks. Uh, so the first week we did um, emotional barriers. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, cognitive distortions. We talked about things that have happened to us that have distorted how we think and how we see um, cognitive distortion for those that are, are not familiar with it are thoughts that have individuals to perceive their reality inaccurately. Mm. And so uh, we did emotional barriers, um, uh, uh, things that stands in the way of allowing us to not be in tune or connected to our emotions. Um, last week we did um, how to live in your authentic self, mm. how to be free in who you truly are and not who you want people to think who you are. And then this week, um, tomorrow, which is the last session, we're doing setting healthy boundaries, which is my favorite. So uh, <laughs> I'm all about boundaries, man. So, um, so um, yeah, I've been doing that for the past four weeks, and uh, wow. it's been great. Um, I've been providing therapy for Apple behind the scenes for their employees. So uh, I've been providing therapy for small businesses. So it, it's been great because I didn't, you know, I just saw black football players. You know, and, and, and entertainers and stuff like that. So yeah. I never saw a black male therapist. Like there wasn't one in my in my class. Mm. So, so um, right. my, I was the only black um, guy and black man um, person in, that graduated out of my class out of seventy seven students. Wow. In my program. So um, it's not a um, uh, most people don't know, but it, it's not a lot of males in this industry, whether mm-hmm. they're LP. Whether they're LPC or LMFT, it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I just, you know, um, it was a guy prophesied to me and says, hey, man, I see you doing this years ago. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I ain't going back to school, bro. But, you know, it happened. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm, I'm always encouraged when I see, you know, ladies like yourself that is in the field. Because um, I think um, seeing people who look like us mm-hmm. in the mental health field is necessary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I want to just commend you for saying yes to the call, for saying yes to purpose, because you are definitely needed. You are in the right place at the right time, you know, and uh, regardless of how 
we don't discount the pain and stuff of what you've gone through, but it literally has shaped you into who you are today or helped um, helped shape you into who you are today. God gives us our identity, but yeah. um, it's prepared you to be able to help so many people. And I just, yeah. um, you know, I just release blessings to you that you'll go and reach, you know, beyond expectation to different places and different areas and, and out of the country and all of that because you are definitely needed. So you always remember that you're in the right place at the right time, regardless of the, you know, the, right. event, the events it took to get here. Yeah, yeah. It had to happen. It had to yeah. happen. So, yes, keep going, King. This is absolutely amazing. I love it. And so um, I just want to, we're going to kind of, just a, a couple more questions. I want to ask you, um, we know in the mental health field, um, which is counseling in a field or helping field, period, self-care is huge and just for life in general and with everything that you do. How does self-care look for you and how important is balance while serving in this industry? Oh, gosh, it's, it's, it's important. If you don't have a self-care regimen or understand how you need to care for yourself, you most definitely will burn out. Yeah. And um, I think for me, boundaries um, is one of the you know things that we're talking about tomorrow. And mm. I, I did a video today on boundaries. And I actually been kind of posting things and just kind of encouraging people that, you know, when you set boundaries, it actually gives you the freedom to actually give yourself the care that you're needed in order to be who you are to serve whatever your purpose is. And mm-hmm. so I think that's so important. And for me, um, you know, just setting boundaries on, you know, uh, my intake, um, you know, it's, it's crazy because people, my friends, they'll hit me up like after certain hours and I'll be like, like what's up, man? <laughs> like if, it's, if, if you just want to rap and just, you know what I'm saying? You know, shoot breeze, like I'm cool. But this cannot be, you know, an advice right. or a deep conversation. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I had a friend of mine that hit me the other night. And she said, hey, I just need to run something by you. I said, what is it about? And everyone knows, like, you have to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you, you you have to give me, um, you know, the preface first. Like, I, I need to be prepped. <laughs> Like, That's good. And so because for 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 us in the yes. work that we do and what people don't realize is like it's not so much that we're talking um because the client does the work mm-hmm. but it's the active listening. Yeah. It's being able to match and being able to connect the dots mm-hmm. so we can provide not only uh, the, the insight that's needed for that case because every case is different. Yeah. So like today I have five different cases and so you know I had cases ranging from you know, mom and son cases ranging from, you know, lady, you know what I'm saying, uh, a high performance career, mm. wanted to transition, and then it goes into, you know, uh, a family. And so mm. to be connected to mm. all of those spaces can be mentally draining. Yes. You know, mentally draining. So what's necessary for me is like, um, I love it. The kind of end of day, like I love neo soul music. Like I, I got to set like, just some good vibe, good energy, light some candles, yeah. and just really mellow out. And sometimes for me, self-care is just, just sitting, you know, on the couch and just letting the music run and just, just doing nothing. Mm. Um, self-care, um, most people think it's at times like, you know, you know, bubble baths and, you know, I mean, getting a pedicure, a hair, all those things are, are good. But however, what do you need to restore yourself? That's right. what self-care comes down to. Yeah. And 
self-care is, for those that are listening, it is saying no. Mm. Woo. Saying no is part of self-care. Yeah. Because if you can't say no, you're going to always feel tired and feel overwhelmed because you're not giving yourself the care that you so rightfully deserve to be the best version of yourself. Because too many times mm. we're giving others the best version of ourselves, but we're not giving that to ourselves. My gosh. Oh, my goodness. It, it reminds me of uh, within the financial industry, well, a lot of wealthy people, their mindset is you pay yourself first. You know, and it's, it's kind of the same thing as far as with self-care. Take care of yourself first. Because if I'm healthy, then I can help you better. You know? And right. so that's that's really good advice. Really good advice. I, I um, really encourage everybody, regardless of what field you're in, to have a self-care regimen. You know, know how to balance. Know how to uh, mentally have something that is like uh, King Jay talked about, something that can restore your mental health or just, you know, so that you are just at peace and you can reset and be refreshed. And so it's, it's, it's so important because burnout is real and burnout will make you do all types of things. And you can't really, you can't um, produce effectively in any way being burned out. No, no, no. So yes. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to just ask you, we've talked about a whole lot, but with everything that we've already talked about, um, with the current events and stuff that's going on in the world, with the, the virus and all that stuff, and a lot of people are just full of fear, would, what would you say or did, or would you have anything to say to the world? Is there a, any message that you want to, you know, quickly say a sentence or a word or phrase? <laughs> yes, and it's very simple. This too shall pass. Mm. That's and and I and I just end it right there, and I think that covers the measure yes. of the fear, the anxiety, um, the the hysteria that you know this pandemic has created. Um, everything you feel mm-hmm. um, is all validated because it's yours. However, um, the accuracy that you're giving it doesn't necessarily have to be that because this will end. And so, and I and I say that because we we've seen some um, cases. Um, a young lady took her life, and um, young girl, teenager, yeah. took her life, and you know because of the stress of not being able to go outside. And I'm just sitting there thinking and talking to some colleagues, and I'm just kind of like, man, you know, it, it's it's temporary. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. We're all uh, having to adjust to this new normal. But when you really think about it, Queen. That's life. Mm. You know, you got to be flexible in life. You got to be able to bend. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you got to be able to, you know, uh, uh, as my coach used to say, you got to be able to pivot, man. Mm. So, um, and, and so just want to give uh, the listeners that this too shall pass and, uh, and hold to your faith. Yes. That's so powerful. That is so good. Um, I, I say this, but I, I also seen it in your book as well. We can't make permitted decisions based off of temporary situations or while in a temporary situation, we have to make sure that we are using wisdom, understanding, Hey, this is just temporary. So I'm not going to make this huge decision that things are going to change and my decisions are going to change as well. So yes. Well, Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming 
on here. This has been a wealth of knowledge. I am extremely blessed by everything that you shared. I, I, I'm speechless. I really am. And, and I'm a talker. <laughs> but oh, I am good. speechless. So um, how can we, you know, last thing, how can we all stay connected with you? Can you give us your website information? And what else do you have going on? I know you said that you have uh, a free listen. Yes. If it's not full, I, I'm gonna have to join. But I know you said. Yeah, I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I, I encourage you to join because it's okay. gonna be great tomorrow. Sending, uh, we I'm giving six tips, very, very, um, necessary, uh, six essentials that uh, are needed. Um, so yeah, you can stay in touch with me, KG. I'm sorry, KJBCoaching.com. And so you can go there to the website, scroll down, enter your email address. You can receive uh, the updated links, um, uh, newsletters that we put out every week. And so uh, there's worksheets, um, there's different uh, lessons where you can go back and you can review the lessons that we taught, lesson one, two, and three. Mm. And, um, and all that information is free. Um, and so you don't have to pay anything for it. And then we also have an option on there that if you want to do uh, a session and then I think we are doing a deal throughout this time where we're doing three sessions for 250 okay. so um, so um, yeah yeah so yeah we're, we're you know I'm, I'm ready to work and um, okay and so um, yeah and follow me on King J Barnett um, Instagram Twitter Snapchat if people still use Snapchat <laughs> Facebook and all of that stuff so yeah <laughs> Yes. All right, you guys, make sure that you follow King J Barnett on all forms of social media. It definitely will be worth your time. You guys are going to get uh, just a wealth of knowledge every single day. I'm super excited. Like I said, that he decided to join us today. You guys make sure that you also subscribe to the Empower Me with Airy podcast. It's available on most major platforms. Also, you can go to Amazon as well. Grab the books. We have The Loud Secret on Amazon. And we also have Singles Let's Deliberate that is available on Amazon as well. And then we have the line Kings Get Queens and Queens Get Kings. It's talking about royalty identity, and I have one one of them as well. So you guys support, 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 support. It's time to spread the message. I need to get one of those shirts. Yes, I got you, King. I got you. I got you. So yes, it's about knowing your identity and purpose. And um, yes, thank you for joining us. And like I always love to end. Remember to renew your mind. It is the built mind. Love you guys. Empower me with Aerie.